yeah, on this first experiment, I only ended up putting on 2.9 pounds when the calorie formula uh, said that I should have put on um, 16 pounds in total. Um, and I ended up actually losing an inch off of my waist. Welcome to the Calorie Conundrum Podcast with Coach Strick. Join us as we expand the weight loss conversation to beyond just calories and dare to ask the question, why does eating less and exercising more sometimes not produce the desired results? Here's Coach Strick to discuss this calorie conundrum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Calorie Conundrum Podcast. This is Coach Strick. And it is a very special day because today we have our last interview from the podcast archives. As I described in episode one, I had the idea for this podcast over eight years ago and at the time recorded a handful of interviews from some awesome experts with varying expertise and experiences. I never posted those interviews, but now eight years later, I'm finally posting the last interview from those old archives. Today's interview is another fantastic interview and shows once again that when it comes to calories in versus calories out, everyone is different and sometimes the numbers don't add up. I sit down with Sam Feltham of Smash the Fat and he describes three different diet experiments he conducted on himself and the unusual results he obtained. Let's see what 5,000 calories a day did to Sam's body. With another interview and today we have Sam Feltham. Sam is a personal trainer that has spent over a decade in the health and fitness industry. Sam's many travels and experience led to, in 2010, the creation of Smash the Fat Fitness and Fat Loss Boot Camp. More recently, Sam completed three different N-of-one experiments, which he consumed 5,000 calories for 21 days using different combinations of quality and composition of food. Sam, welcome. Thanks. Cheers, Sean. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about uh, your 21-day 5,000-calorie challenges and why you did them? Yeah. So, as you said there, I uh, conducted these um, three 5,000-calorie experiments last year on myself. And the reason that I wanted to do this um, is because um, there's been a lot of debate over the over the last few decades about whether it's whether weight gain is caused by purely calorie consumption or um particular food stuff and a, and a kind of a surefire way to demonstrate this point is to um overfeed yourself and 5000 calories is about twice as much as a normal man would eat um, and on my first experiment, I ended up eating 5,794 calories every single day of a low-carb, high-fat diet of real foods. So it was kind of, you know, eggs and salmon for breakfast, along with some green vegetables, kind of nuts for snacks through the day, um, as well as uh, mackerel for lunch, and then finally kind of a steak. Uh, for dinner, all with kind of green vegetables and um, sort of, you know, um, monumental amounts, basically, to get it up to, to 5,794 calories. Um, and, uh, yeah, on this first experiment, I only ended up 
putting on 2.9 pounds when the calorie formula uh, said that I should have put on um, 16 pounds in total. Um, and I ended up actually losing an inch off of my waist. Um, so it was uh, quite a bit different to what the uh, calorie formula said. I should have um I should have put on. And so I kind of did this follow up um this follow up experiment where I did the exact opposite. So I did low fat, high carb with fake food. So it was kind of uh, cereal and skim milk for breakfast along with uh, mini pizzas for snacks, kind of sandwiches for lunch. Um, pasta and garlic bread for dinner, um, along with some, uh, reduced fat rice pudding as well. Um, it was, uh, and again, it came to 5,793 calories a day. So there's actually one calorie less that I was eating. Uh, but I ended up putting on, um, 16 pounds on that experiment. So it pretty much follows exactly what the calorie formula said I should have put on. Um, and I ended up putting on three and a half inches around my waist. So quite a difference um, in terms of that. And then this final one that I did um, was I, I went back to uh, I went back to real foods, um, but still was doing the low fat, high carb thing. Um, and again, eating 5,794 calories a day. Um, and on those real foods, I ended up putting on, I think in pounds, it was, uh, it was about 10 pounds that I put on, um, over those 21 days, uh, and ended up putting on, I think it was about, um, two and a th- two and three quarter inches on my waist as well. Um, but the really interesting thing with all these experiments is that the first two, um, when you account for kind of the amount of exercise that I was doing, the amount, um, the amount lost from the amount of protein that I was eating and fiber that I was eating, the first two, uh, the net calorie surplus, uh, was a difference of 63 calories. Um, so they were really, really close. Uh, but the last one, uh, because of the amount of um, fibre that I was eating uh, was rather a large amount. I actually ended up um, with a net calorie surplus of 7,000 calories less than the previous two. Um, yet, but I ended up putting on more than the first experiment despite a 7,000 calorie difference there in net. Um, so, yeah, it was rather, rather interesting. Hmm. So um, you said that you didn't gain very much weight on the the low carb, high fat diet, and mm. uh, h- how do you explain that to people that that mm. you know you weighed less than the calorie formula predicted? Um, mm. What do you tell them? Like, because it's supposed to be calorie, um, in, calorie. You know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is where it gets complicated, um, and I kind of say this in in my write up of uh of the experiments is that we just we don't fully understand exactly how um how biology interacts with the laws of physics the laws of physics always remain true so the the most widely touted kind of uh law of them all is the is the first law of thermodynamics so energy can neither be created or destroyed 
Um, and, you know, this is kind of the, um, the foundation of, um, of conventional weight loss, basically. Um, and although this always remains true, um, we just don't fully understand how biology, and particularly in this case, human biology, kind of interacts with that. Um, now, on, on the most part, um, I'm, I'm more, more than likely pooed a lot of it out in the first experiment. <laughs> not to uh not to be too disgusting uh but yeah basically it just kind of went went through um but also at the same time um my my body uh my body temperature went quite a bit higher on that one as well um because my body was in a state of what i call biochemical balance so the foods that i was eating um weren't creating a biochemical imbalance in my body, which the other experiments um, kind of were um, to do to to do to do to do to two different extremes. Sorry, Sean, I'm getting a bit of difficulty getting my words out today. Um, but with the first one, the food that I was eating was keeping me in biochemical balance, um, and so my body was regulating itself so that my body fat stayed pretty much the same uh basically mm. yeah i think it i think it was interesting in your experiments where 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 you ate what most people eat the low fat you know high carb kind of some some of the food that you eat would be classified by some people as health food and some would just mm -hmm. be that you know normal food that people eat throughout the day but when you ate that your weight pretty much exactly matched the calorie, you know, the calorie formula predicted. So you gained about 16 pounds, you know, what, what the calorie um, formula would have predicted you to gain. But when you ate real food, whether it was the low, you know, the low fat or the high fat, um, mm -hmm. the calorie, the calorie formula wasn't, wasn't close or wasn't predicted correctly as you think, you know, as you thought it might be. Um, but, uh, Sam, was there something during your challenges that you learned from doing them that surprised you that you were like, wow, I can't believe this happened? Yeah, I think um, I, I didn't actually expect to put on that much weight on the fake foods one. Um, I, I didn't expect it to track with the calorie formula as much as, as it did because I'm a, I'm a naturally slim guy. Um, I'm, a, I'm a personal trainer like yourself, Sean, and, um it it really surprised me that that actually happened as as well as it did um and then also kind of along with that i um i really lost a lot of sleep during that time as well um i had a lot of broken sleep and um there was a lot of kind of snoring as well that, that's not usual um and uh yeah i felt real kind of energy lulls um throughout the day as well on the fake food diet which was uh which is rather disconcerting um but um yeah the most surprising thing was how much weight i did actually put on during the fake food diet yeah yeah it's almost i mean 21 days 16 pounds it's almost a pound a day you know so that's pretty mm. uh that's a lot that's a lot of weight and uh that brings me, you said something about, you know, being, being a natural, you know, naturally thin person. And I, I'm the same way myself. I have a hard time gaining weight. 
do you, do you think it's possible for there to be people that are the exact opposite? I mean, e- even if they're eating healthy, they're not eating very many calories. Do you think it's possible that there's people that uh, mm. it's easier for easy for them to be overweight and hard for them to lose weight? Um, just that's how the yeah. body is, kind of like kind of like you're just absolutely, in. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we, we we've had this kind of concept in in the wisdom of of the crowds as as a friend of mine Tom Norton would say um with these concepts of people being naturally slim or a natural predisposition of gaining weight very easily um and what's kind of happened is that um a lot of people that kind of go into obesity research and things like that tend to be um slim people and so they just kind of think that people that are obese just have like a, a, a lack of willpower or something like that. And they don't think that they have different biochemistry to themselves. Um, and this is where a lot of kind of obesity research has gone off the rails a little bit. Um, but it's becoming more and more evident that, you know, biochemical individuality has a, has a massive effect in terms of how you're going to react to different foodstuffs and kind of the, the universal laws that we're starting to learn is that carbohydrates have a massive um, a massive effect in terms of people's ability to gain or lose weight. Um, so for, for people like yourself and me, um, in terms of gaining weight, the only surefire way for us to gain weight is to eat a lot of carbohydrates, basically. Um, unless we do that, then it's going to be very, very difficult for us to gain weight. Um, and then vice versa for those that put on weight very easily, the only surefire way for them to kind of lose weight to a certain extent is to restrict carbohydrates. Um, and this is kind of a, uh, a law that's almost universal. There are still minorities out there that, that can do better on a, on a low fat, high carb diet to, to get back to a, a healthy metabolism um, but that's a real minority um, and for the majority of people um, a, a low carb high fat diet of real foods is the, is the most sure far way to go yeah could you could you tell us a little bit about this this carbohydrates and why why you believe they are the cause of a lot of people's metabolism problems so um, with carbohydrates um it's it's mainly kind of the the sugar and refined carbohydrates that have been the most um offensive foodstuffs um and have been the majority of the problem um because we, we've always had carbohydrates kind of around whether it be roots and tubers or whether it be rice and and wheat and things like that um but over kind of the past 50 years, uh, our carbohydrate consumption has, has gone up, but also um, the, the sugar and refined carbohydrates has, has gone up as well. Um, and that the reason that that makes people um, accumulate more body fat is because of a hormone called insulin. So you secrete insulin um, in reaction to high blood sugar. Um, and your your body tries to reduce that blood sugar by um, secreting insulin. And insulin is probably 
one of the most important hormones in your body because it helps um, transport and it helps um, put into cells um, nutrients um, into into cells. And the one thing that it does when it tries to lower blood sugar is that it, it takes that glucose and it puts it into fat cells because you're at any one time you only have um, five grams, so a teaspoon of sugar in your blood in all of the six liters um, of blood or about 10 pints. I'm not sure how much it is in pints, um, about 10 pints of blood in your body. You only have about a teaspoon of sugar in your blood because um, any any more and it becomes toxic, basically. Um, so your body secretes insulin and it gets rid of all of the glucose um, by either storing it in your muscles um, and liver, uh, but then even that's got a bit of a cap on it of 2,000 calories. Um, but as like an instantaneous thing, it puts it into your fat cells. Um, and if you start to eat a lot more carbohydrates and you have um, consistent excessive insulin secretion, then it stops your fat cells from burning more fat um, and you start to accumulate more and more body fat um, void of like how many calories that you're eating really. Yeah, I think you have a good analogy that you have on your website and videos about the sink and how mm. basically the carbs can kind of kind of help build lime scale up on your sink pipes and then you have a hard time losing the excess, you know, body fat. I think that's a good analogy people can check out. Um, yeah, yeah, Sam, I know, I that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you've heard, um, this, this experiment has kind of made you kind of uh, semi-famous on the internet, at least. And uh, I know you've probably heard different, you know, arguments or congratulations. Like you got people like me trying to interview you and then you got other people saying, you know, it doesn't mean anything. What, what are some of the things, the different things that you've heard from, you know, um, people that are uh, like argue against your experiments or don't think they're worth anything? What, what are some of the things you've heard and, and what were your reply to be to some of those um, arguments? Yeah, so as you say, I'm kind of revered and vilified for doing exactly the same thing from two different groups of people, uh, which is rather interesting, but it's always the way it goes. Um, and, and those that kind of vilify what I, what I've done. I mean, first and foremost, they say that it's an N of one experiment, which is very, very true. Um, and you can't rely, you can't create any science on an N of one experiment. Um, but what I say to that is that my, my N of one experiment, um, is just a demonstration of what the randomized controlled trials are showing, um, and have done for the past consistently for the past 15 years, um, with hundreds of people. Um, and it's becoming more and more evident that this is kind of the underpinning, um, problem with the obesity epidemic and also the diabetes epidemic and all of the comorbidities that kind of go with obesity. Um, and also they, they say that it's not about the insulin, um, which is a, is a, is an ongoing, um, ongoing debate 
um, and will do still for for a long time, I think, because um, people keep on going back to these kind of metabolic ward studies that were kind of done in the 50s, 60s, and slightly in the 70s, um, although those were um, calorie-restricted diets. So in terms of trying to find out how we actually gain weight, um, again, it's all about overfeeding studies, and from all the overfeeding studies, you can feed people exactly the same amounts. And one of the best ones was by this guy called Claude Bernard, um, and he overfed 12 sets of twins, uh, identical twins, 1,000 calories a day for 100 days. Um, <clears throat> and basically, there was a massive range um, between different sets of twins from um, about an eight-pound weight gain to around about 25-pound weight gain. Um, and even between twins, it was different, despite the same amount of calories of overconsumption consumed. Um, so this sort of is the underpinning thing that it's all down to biochemical individuality, and it's and it's all down to how you react to um, how you biochemically react to different foodstuffs, um, and kind of the universal law is is this whole carbohydrate um, effect. Um, not to say that any other macronutrient isn't spraying or anything, but the majority of the problem is uh, more than likely carbohydrates. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think the argument that people make that you know N of one doesn't mean anything for you know the mass population and it shouldn't be taken you know serious. Well, what, like my argument against that is well. It proves what Sam can eat and what Sam can't eat and what it does to Sam's body. And so mm -hmm. basically what people have to do is just find out for themselves, you know, how yeah. certain foods affect them. And that's the only real way that they're going to be able to tell because you can do, you know, as many studies as you want, but, um, and you could follow the recommendation, you know, recommendations of those studies, but, and it still not work for you. And so, it's all, I think it all depends on the individual, like you said, biochemical, biochemical individuality, and just finding out what works for you. So. Absolutely, that's the, that's the best advice, um, and kind of there's a, there's a best place to start, which tends to be um, the, the a low carb, high fat diet. But it's all about fine tuning it for sure. Um, and trying to find out what does work for you, because as you say, everybody is different and um, you know, um, trial and error is is the only surefire way of finding out what it does work for you. Unfortunately, exactly. Yeah. Um, so do you have any uh, other uh, challenges planned? Um, I'm tempted. I haven't um totally confirmed this yet, but I am kind of tempted. But a lot of people have asked me to do a, a low carb, high fat vegan experiment. Um, which I'm kind of tempted to do, um, just to try and sort of see what happens, especially to my blood work. I think that would be interesting. Um, sort of that, see, that'd be see a, what happens. That'd be there. a lot. What, what would that be? A lot of nuts and avocados? I know. This is it. So it'd be a lot of nuts, a lot of avocados, a lot of olive oil as well. <laughs> so um, that would be rather interesting. Yeah. Um, that'd be <laughs> It would be. It would be. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to have to sort of see see how I can construct a, 
uh, a low carb, high fat vegan diet. That um, yeah, I'm kind of tempted to do that. Um, but for now, kind of the three experiments that I've done kind of demonstrate my point. I think. Yeah, I think they do too. Well, Samba, thanks for uh, being with us today. Uh, if, if the listeners want to find out more about you or uh, find out more about your experiments, uh, where can they go? Best place to go is if they go to smashthefat.com, uh, then they can follow the blog there and, and kind of find out all about our social media stuff in terms of YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. I'll put a link on the page, and um, I thank you again. Thanks a lot, Sean. Really appreciate it, mate. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Sam. I have also experienced eating excessive calories and not gaining as much weight as the formulas estimated I would. There are many things at play when it comes to your metabolism, and everyone is different. When it comes to weight loss, you just have to find out what works for you, no matter how many differing opinions there may be. The one way you can find out what works for you is through experiments like the one Sam did. Trying different things is one of the reasons I created the Wham Fam. The Wham Fam stands for the Weight Loss and Muscle Building Family and is the free membership over at calorieconundrum.com. This membership gives you access to podcast transcripts, bonus interviews, free webinars, free health and fitness challenges, special discounts, and access to the free Wham Fam Facebook group. I hope you will join our weight loss and muscle building family. And with that said, this is Coach Strick saying thanks for listening. And remember, when calories in, calories out doesn't work, that, my friend, is a calorie conundrum. This podcast, including Coach Strick and guests, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects for the use of any information contained herein. Coach Strick and or guests may recommend products or services in which they have a direct or indirect financial interest. To find out more, please visit www.calorieconundrum.com.